2: All right, so we're going to start this one uh, with content warning right at the top because we're going to be discussing abuse, uh, domestic abuse, specifically trauma and Me Too, though nothing too in-depth. Um, and this one is very complicated and constantly changing. So timestamp, we are recording this July 14th, 2022, and I, I believe it's going to be at least a week before it comes out and possibly more. So a lot could change. <laughs> like this morning, I woke up, we're talking about the uh, Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial I woke up this morning, and because I've been researching this, my phone was like, new updates. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, which I did include, but uh, the point being, it is changing a lot. Right. Um, yeah, yeah it's There's a
3: lot of uh, opinions out there, and it's a lot of back and forth. And we will say, both Annie and I have been deliberately staying away from commentating on it, because... There's a lot of uncertainty. And with sensitive cases like this, especially in a field like ours, we want to make sure we are not speaking out too quickly when Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be. So not that people care our opinions, but I know it could be like, this is a big deal. Why aren't you talking about it type of conversation? And it's kind of one of those like, we want to wait and see what's happening. And there's a lot to factor in. And we also need to know how sensitive and how this can affect uh, policy around the world, which it has, but we'll keep going.
2: Yes, I mean, it is extremely complicated, and mostly we're going to be focusing on sort of the fallout of this and mm. why it's so complicated. Uh, but yeah, one last note, we are not lawyers. Nope. Um, we're just going to explain what happened um and why it has had an impact already in the world of me too, and what it means for the future or what it could mean for the future. Okay, so yes, we're talking about this trial between. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, but let's start with some basics. Um, So Heard and Depp first met on the set of The Rum Diary in 2009. Um, She is over 20 years younger than him. Um, And so she was on like the rise in her career, but he was already well known to the American people at this time. Um, Something that is certainly at play In this whole thing, we're going to come back to that. Uh, They started dating in 2012 and got married in 2015. In 2016, Heard filed for divorce. Days later, she requested and received a restraining order against Depp due to domestic violence. Um, Depp's lawyer accused her of trying to get more money from Depp. Uh, She did receive a $7 million settlement, but donated it to the ACLU and the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Though recently it has come to light that not all of it Perhaps 500,000 of it came from Elon Musk, whom she briefly dated after Depp. Again, new information all the time coming out. Mm-hmm. But um, e- the ACLU has released a statement about that that you can check out. Okay, so this isn't the first time we've seen Hurd and Depp in court. A couple of years ago, Depp lost a UK libel case against The Sun when Heard provided evidence in support of the publication's claims that Depp beat her. Uh, they called him a wife beater. Um, even though historically... The odds were against her. Like, this was a really difficult case for her to win uh, in the UK specifically. And again, that's a legal thing that I read about. I trust the experts when they say it, but I am not an expert. So, (laughs) Um, yes. Um, In light of this evidence, 12 of the 14 instances of domestic violence against Herd was proven to have taken place, or the judge believed this was proof enough to prove that they had taken place. And Judge Justice Nickel uh, ruled that The Sun's article about Depp was, quote, substantially true, and further that she proved that coming forward against Depp, quote, had a negative effect on her career as an actor and activist. The judge dismissed Depp's claims that she was a gold digger, saying, quote, her donation of $7 million to charity is hardly the act one would expect of a gold digger. He cited an email from Depp that read, I have no mercy, no fear, and not an ounce of emotion are what I once thought was love for this gold-digging, low-level, dime-a-dozen, mushy, pointless, dangling, overused, flappy fish market. I can only hope that karma kicks in and takes the gift of breath from her. Sorry, man, but now I will stop at nothing. He also texted actor Paul Bettany, let's drown her before we burn her. I will f*** her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she's dead. Um, The judge said, quote, I accept that she heard, was the victim of sustained and multiple assaults by Mr. Depp in Australia. It is a sign of the depth of his rage that he admitted scrawling graffiti in blood from his injured finger. And then when that was insufficient, dipping his badly injured finger in paint and continuing to write messages and other things. I accept her evidence of the nature of the assaults he committed against her. They must have been terrifying. I accept that Mr. Depp put her in fear of her life."
3: A lot of information Heard provided was disturbing, including a forced, quote, cavity search for drugs. And at the time, Heard's lawyer in the U.S. promised even more evidence would be presented at an upcoming trial here in the States. So in this case, uh, Depp sued Heard for defamation for $50 million over an op-ed Heard published in The Washington Post in 2018 about sexual violence, in which she never actually mentions Depp. Um, and Heard countersued for 100 million. This was a civil suit specifically tried in Virginia because of the state's libel laws. So, in the op ed headline, quote, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath that has to change. Um, And heard alleged that after she spoke up about Depp's abuse, she was dropped from a movie and a fashion ad campaign, while Depp got a huge role in the Fantastic Beast franchise, a role he was asked to resign from after the Sun case. Um, And largely outlets like TNZ sided with Depp, but some feminist writers were sounding the alarm. This was happening months before the election of Donald Trump and a year before the Weinstein accusation. really took off. When they did, more people were suddenly paying attention to the fact that Heard felt the need to get a restraining order from her ex-husband. And in 2018, Heard was named an ambassador for women's rights by the ACLU, and this is when she wrote that op-ed that this whole thing is about. And it was in part in support of the Violence Against Women's Act, which was dropped by Trump and picked back up by um,
2: Biden. Yes, 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 yes. And we've talked about that in past episodes, In June 2022, a jury in Virginia rejected that evidence and more that had worked in the UK and sided with Depp, even though most experts uh, thought that Depp's chances of winning the case were lower than her's. So what happened? A lot of experts think it has to do with the fact that the case was argued to a jury and the media coverage. According to international media lawyer Mark Stevens, because the US trial was before a jury, it allowed Depp's lawyers to focus on Heard. They deny that their client did anything, they deny they're the real perpetrator, and they attack the credibility of the individual calling out the abuse, and then reverse the roles of the victim and the offender. He also pointed out that Depp's team was more experienced than Heard's in arguing libel cases specifically. Yeah, I think if you heard
3: any part of the trial, it felt that way. I don't mm-hmm. know if you. I
2: was like,
3: huh, interesting. So, though the jury reached the verdict that Heard and Depp defamed each other, they sided far more with Depp, supporting all three of his defamation claims versus only one of Heard's. Uh, this translated to an award of ten point three five million dollars for Depp and two million for Heard. Heard's lawyer promised that they would appeal, though Heard's petition for a mistrial
2: was just rejected. Yes, that is the news I woke up to on my phone. Sorry. Right, <laughs> but okay. What's going on here? If H.E.R.D. had more evidence, why did she lose? And yes, I know in a lot of ways, this is unfortunately rhetorical, and I bet a lot of you are like, oh, I know already. But okay, (laughs) we've seen it happen over and over again to women after all. But let's still break down some of it. A big part of this conversation is a tactic frequently used by abusers called DARVO, with many arguing that Depp and his team used this strategy. Uh, So this was first introduced by Dr. Jennifer Freyd in 1997, and this is a quote about it. DARVO refers to reaction perpetrators of wrongdoing, particularly sexual offenders, may display in response to being held accountable for their behavior. DARVO stands for deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. The perpetrator or offender may deny the behavior, attack the individual doing the confronting, and reverse the roles of victim and offender such that the perpetrator assumes the victim role and turns the true victim, or the whistleblower, into an alleged offender. This occurs, for instance, when an actually guilty perpetrator assumes the role of falsely accused and attacks the accuser's credibility and blames the accuser of being the perpetrator of false accusation. So basically, the perpetrator is trying to make it more difficult to determine who the, quote, real victim is, engaging in behavior like downplaying the injuries of the victim while exaggerating theirs, their own, and blaming the victim for the abuser's actions.
3: Some recent research into DARVO suggests women are exposed to it more often. It is a purposeful strategy used by the perpetrator when confronted with the victim and that it encourages self-blame in the victim, gaslighting. Uh, New research has also found that when people were exposed to DARVO in case of abuse, uh, they were less likely to believe the victim. However, with some anti-DARVO education, people found the perpetrator less believable. Some argue that Entire case against the Washington Post was a Darvo strategy.
2: Yes. Um, and there has been a lot of argument about who, if anyone, is employing Darvo in this particular case, though so the consensus seems to be it is Depp. Um, he has the power in the relationship. He's a powerful man. He's older. He's richer. He's more famous. But um, heard admitted to hitting Depp in some of their altercations and for a lot of folks that muddied the line between abuse and abuser, which is a clear-cut line that often doesn't exist in reality, but a lot of people think that it does. Um, And of course, men can be and are victims of violence and abuse, but many think that truth was manipulated for Depp by Depp. The trial has been used both in good faith to showcase that men can in fact be victims of abuse Um, and don't report it due to stigma, but also in bad faith by men's rights activists to drag down feminism as the great evil that they view it to be. According to Mel Magazine, his trial fits neatly into a tapestry of claims that men are under attack, woven alongside clumsy narratives about false rape accusations and mothers lying to block children from their fathers. Uh, Depp did provide evidence that she had hit him previously, including an audio recording where she appears to mock him uh, for trying to put himself in the place of the victim. She said, you can tell people it was a fair fight and then see what the jury and judge thinks. Tell the world, Johnny, tell them, Johnny Depp, I, a man, I'm a victim too of domestic violence. It's a fair fight and see how many people believe or side with you. Well, and here we are. But, um, and Hurd had a previous incident in 2009 where she was arrested for allegedly striking then-girlfriend Taysa Van Ree's arm. However, Van Ree came out in support of Hurd, claiming the incident was blown out of proportion due to misogyny and homophobia. Uh, oh, okay. But this brings us to two other big pieces of this case, the myth of the perfect victim and how we perceive women, and particularly women survivors in court, which we did discuss in our uh, trauma mini-series. Right. right. So that's a good listen if you uh, want a reminder or didn't hear those. Um, But yeah, we've talked about the perfect victim narrative before, but this is essentially the what was she wearing? Was she promiscuous? Had she had some drinks? That BS that we always hear. And it did come up in this. And that's not saying we should dismiss what Hurt has allegedly done, but the incredibly uneven support Depp has gotten and the money he received compared to what Heard got, um, and based on the evidence we had for both parties, that's, I mean, that's pretty telling. And the discourse seems to be, she too did harm, so everything she says is a lie. Even if proof seems to show that he did harm, and most likely more harm, but because she's not perfect, then it doesn't matter. Right. Ugh.
1: So visit Snagajob.com or text SNAG to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
2: Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit
3: TNVacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. So according to an anonymous juror, Heard wasn't, quote, believable. And they go on to say, she would answer one question and she would be crying. And two seconds later, she would turn ice cold. It didn't seem natural. Again, some of the jurors called, used the term crocodile tears for Heard. Meanwhile, they said uh, depth seemed more genuine. Um, And this also plays into how we believe survivors should behave and pervasive rape myths and how we don't understand how trauma uh, looks or manifests as discussed Extensively in our trauma mini series and our own experiences in trauma as well, because we get a lot of comments about, yeah, this is inappropriate. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was interesting as they they came on to be interviewed. They just kept saying things like that. I just she doesn't look like this, or she didn't do like I thought she should, so therefore she's obviously lying, Mm -hmm. which is a whole different conversation. Because as a person who goes on the stand. Why would you want, you know, like it's kind of this back and forth of like, what is a believable person? Like, there are signs and such, but the whole time, you know, as I watch some of the case, you have Amber Heard uh, looking very inquisitive or scared, as well as sometimes cold and very like focused, which could be, you know, however they wanted to mistranslate that, to uh, Johnny Depp looking relaxed, making jokes smiling, mm. you know, th- th- all those things. Like, wh- is that really more believable? Who knows?
2: Right. And this was originally going to be a bigger episode, but there was just so much to unpack with this alone. Right. But it, it got me thinking about when Dr. Christine Blasey Ford came, mm. came forward and how people picked apart her very, in my opinion, professional performance. Um, And then, like, we recently saw Cassie Hutchinson in the January 6th hearings, and I saw the same thing, where I feel like women, it's, yeah, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. We heard a lot of that narrative around Hillary Clinton too. Like, she's too cold. She's too, it feels like she's calculating. So much of that is training you get because we get judged for being emotional. Right. So it's,
0: uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, and I don't know if
3: this is like, a just a stereotype of what it looks like to be on law shows or something. But yeah. the, the constant law shows are like lawyers training their clients to be a specific way and most mm-hmm. of the times telling women you don't look sympathetic if you do this. Like specifically yeah. if you're too cold, if you're too direct,
2: don't mm-hmm. do that. hmm Yeah. And I mean, I can't say specifically for these women, but for me that would get in my head. Yeah. And then it would become it would become sort somewhat of a performance, which would probably seem unnatural to people watching right.
3: me. And dubs, it is a performance. It uh, is because yeah. you are you try to prepare for trial. That is a mm-hmm. thing I had to do. That we sat down and we talked about the questions that we would get if we had like any of these, and if I was stumbling, then therefore I would look even more. Uh, unprofessional. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is a whole thing. I found the whole narrative interesting because of the way it was cited. Again, it was either she was cold or she had crocodile tears, meaning fake tears.
2: Exactly, exactly. Can't win. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, uh, as mentioned, um, the media really had a big impact on this case and especially social media, perhaps, um, because it did really capture the attention of the media and the internet and then pretty much everybody because of that. Uh, Court TV doubled their daytime ratings when they broadcast the show. (laughs) See, I said show, the case. Um, Everyone had an opinion on it. And when asked about the response on social media about this whole case, Dr. Freid said, what we have witnessed in the U.S. over this case has been an overwhelming case for Depp on social media. It is like an anti-HERD campaign and there has been a lot of DARVO. Every day during the six-week trial, Hashtags like justice for Johnny Depp were trending. And though the jurors were not supposed to check social media surrounding the case, I mean, how could they avoid it?
3: Right. It was everywhere. It was and everywhere. Uh, from Teen Vogue, they said, but instead of being relegated to the deep corners of the internet, your younger siblings and parents and teachers are equally as likely to catch an inflammatory TikTok or Facebook post about the trial as anyone else. TikTok's mocking herd are all over the app, and SNL even did a skit about the abuse trial, which they were like, what the hell are you doing, SNL? And according to NBC News, as the trial began, quote, posters on Twitter and TikTok have overwhelmingly backed Depp with hashtags like, like Justice for Johnny Depp, racking up nearly 3 billion views on TikTok. Uh, Similar hashtags have been tweeted thousands of times. Meanwhile, Amber Heard is frequently called a liar, a gold digger, and, quote, Amber Turd, uh, very, very adult-like. There was also a TikTok trend addressing her that started with, quote, he could have killed you, he had every right. Um, and even celebrities got on board on this. It was a lot more publicly speaking Depp's name. Like, literally, they were tallies about who was on whose side and which mm-hmm. celebrities were liking posts for justice for Depp and all of these things. It was an interesting really sad take uh, of the entire conversation. Um, But again, going back to the reminder, I know we're going to come back to this point, that this was about an article that did not even mention his name.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, And and I don't know if we made this entirely clear, but Dr. Fade, who we've been mentioning throughout, who came up with Darvo, has been interviewed with a lot of this. Um, And so earlier when we said, like, I believe it was her she, she made the case like the whole Washington Post debt suing them at all was an instance of this because he was so angry about what happened in the UK and what he perceived that to be as his like reputation. Um, so like this entire case was a very strategic um, kind of instance of abuse um, because it's not easy. We're going to talk about this later too, but it's not easy to confront in court your abuser and talk about this stuff and it, it was it was really ugly in a lot of ways and speaking of others have pointed uh out the toxic fandom kind of aspect of this whole thing choosing sides as you say um something called memification where just a lot of people on the internet are making memes of amber heard that are pretty cruel Here's another quote from that article. Um, Online, the controversy has taken on a creepy bent being streamed, memed, and opined on from TikTok to TV to Twitter with fandoms developing for each side. One screenshot shows a post calling for viewers to like the post to support Depp and retweet to support Heard, like it's the Super Bowl or something. Um, and then here's a quote from tech journalist Ryan Broadwick. Basically, a lot of boring men think Johnny Depp is cool. Zack Snyder fans think Amber Heard's issues with Depp have impacted the release of DC movies. Harry Potter adults are mad that Depp was removed from the Fantastic Beasts franchise after he was accused of domestic violence. And a lot of TERFs viciously defend anything online about Harry Potter because of J.K. Rowling's increasingly public transphobia. Others have pointed out that Depp has many roles that are beloved in comparison to Herd. So many people wanted to see him vindicated because he may have played some of their favorite characters.
3: Right. I mean, that's definitely true. And the fact that he resigned from Fantastic Beast was one of the things that he used in the counter uh, in his suing. But it's interesting the level of fandom who would not let this go um, and just about how sexy was. Like, the conversation about how sexy he was yeah. and how daddy he was. It was weird. Like, this is not the moment. Again... It's kind of the serial killer vibe.
0: but Yeah.
3: But I'm not saying he's a serial killer. I'm not saying the fans are that level. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, overall, like, it almost made him more desirable to be in this situation.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the fact that, and we are going to talk about that a bit more, but the fact that that even comes up at all in a case of domestic abuse, but he's so sexy. Like, that's... Right.
3: What that is like? You're like, wait, what? Just because? So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll go on to that. But uh, yeah, on top of this, there's evidence Depp's team used bots to attack her online, and conservative outlets have sided with Depp too. With at least one spending millions on advertisings against. Heard um, And Fox Network is set to air TMZ documentary uh, on the trial called Johnny versus Amber from Love to Hate. It's really showcases how we've turned this into entertainment when real people and real consequences for others are involved. Yeah, this whole thing, there was a big conversation about that fact that we've had previously about disinformation, misinformation and campaigns where they are smearing people's characters. And this was used specifically to smear Heard before the trial even began.
2: Yeah, and I think that's pretty telling. like if they if a conservative network spent millions on an advertising campaign against her because she's involved in the trial. A domestic abuse trial. I mean that's something's messed up with that. Right. Something is off about that. What is the
3: motive behind this? Because there's no real need. This is not like Johnny Depp's running for president at I any know. point in time. Mm-hmm. Is he? Wait, is he? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, Samantha, you okay. spoken it aloud and I'm, now ju- I'm just
3: like I just realized what I just said and now you I'm did. kind of wondering.
2: Okay, yeah. So now we want to wrap up with the fallout and implications. And there are a lot, and we're only going to touch on some of them. But uh, yeah, I think we could come back and do a whole revisit of this one. Because as we said, a lot's still happening. So after this, as it was ongoing and after, a lot of people in the Me Too space released some statements about it. Many saw the response to... This case, as a backlash to the Me Too movement and the Believe Women hashtag. After the verdict came down, activist and co-founder of the Me Too movement, Tarana Burke, released the statement. The way in which Me Too has been co-opted and manipulated during the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial is a toxic catastrophe and one of the biggest defamations of the movement we have ever seen
3: right um, and several have pointed out that Depp is the first a-list sex symbol to come under fire from me too and he has won multiple Oscars and has been people's sexiest man alive three different times uh, basically for decades our culture has admired and praised him and that has primed many to side with him people want to believe he's innocent and have given him far more of the benefit of the doubt uh, is absolutely he's kind of was like America's sweetheart as it as it Will like the sexiest man alive, yeah. Being Jack Sparrow, like he became iconic for his caricatures, and uh, some of them are disturbing, d- disturbing characters,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but, well, I already loved, yeah. And I mean, we've already like, we're already primed as much as the outcry has been, um, from these bots or angry men, we're already primed in court to believe men, like, and not to believe women. He already had the advantage in that sense, but then he has like yes, all of these fans. People think he's attractive. He's played the, like favorite characters. Like he had all of these things in his favor, right? For this, and right. I do. I was thinking. I, th- I know I've told this story before, but I wrote an essay about how much I loved Johnny Depp in high school, and now it makes my stomach
3: hurt. Oh no! Yeah, I've never been a fan of Johnny Depp, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, but yeah, he's never been one that like. Got my attention, mm-hmm. um, interesting enough. So for me, it was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, out. like mm-hmm. it, 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 whatever, it's okay.
1: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring, with access to over six million active hourly workers kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to
2: hire. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure.
0: Yeah, and we've already seen some
3: really troubling hints at the future, especially when it comes to abusers punishing victims for coming forward with defamation cases. Again, this is already kind of under attack under like a Supreme Court level of uh, being able to do civil suits and defamation suits, not necessarily for the regular person, but there's a lot coming down on that. And I really have concerns about what this looks like for possible survivors in the future. Um, and after this case, Brian Warner, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson, filed a defamation case against Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, and then you can see the episode we did with Bridget about this. And, and don't forget, this entails a traumatizing force interaction between the abuse and the victim-survivor, including reliving past trauma and uh, retelling the past trauma and then being questioned repeatedly yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, until you start questioning it yourself. Mm -hmm. And experts warn the amount of attention this trial got and the outcome is going to send a message to all survivors, which it already has, and abusers watching. Um, Again, this has a lot of that conversation when we see the backlash, gaslighting, victim blaming, so much more that it's already difficult to get past um, from jump. Um, And the continued lies that cannot be squelched when people are saying, But there's a lot of false reports, which is completely and absolutely and utterly untrue. So it's It's definitely cause for a lot of um, worry, as well as the fact that, yes, if whatever happens with the Evan and Rachel Wood case, this conversation talks about being able to speak out in general, um, even if it isn't based on charging them or getting them arrested, which is way more difficult. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Um, I read a very disturbing quote where uh somebody was saying, like, essentially, abusers everywhere are, like, taking notes. Like, okay, right.
3: got it. right And also, it should be mentioned, apparently, Depp and uh, Warner are friends in real life. <sighs> of
2: mm-hmm. course they are. Mm-hmm. I saw he released a very hateful song about Amber Heard just a few days ago. like Delightful. <laughs> sounds wonderful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, he being dip, I don't know about Warner, but no. oh, I thought you meant Warner. <laughs> oh, god, I mean, maybe <laughs> who knows? Keep going, okay. <laughs> According to Christine M. Schwartz, who is clinic director at the Jane W. Wilson Family Justice Clinic at the UJ Law School, quote, I promise you that in the demographic I work with, there are abusers out there right now telling victims, I'm going to pull a dip on you. If you disclose, I will sue you. It's a power and control threat that now has a name attached to it. And sociologist Nicole Badera said, imagine if in trying to talk to all of these people, someone taking the perpetrator's side said to you, If you keep saying this stuff, he's going to sue you for defamation. I guarantee you that's happening right now. Our friends and family are saying to someone accused of sexual violence, you could sue her. I guarantee you that people are saying that right now all across the country. She went on to say, historically, saying that you are a survivor of domestic violence is qualified as protected speech, but that the defamation suit against Amber Heard puts all of that in doubt.
3: And that's the big conversation is that she wrote an op ed without truly naming them because he is famous, because the case had gone uh, into the news, into media, they people guessed it, that she was sued. And that is not the same thing as saying you're suing for violence, a civil suit because you caused me stress. This was about him trying to get her to uh, publicly be humiliated so that could, he could discredit her in an op-ed. That really didn't name him. Yes, it was about him, obviously. Kind of the generic experience for her in, there, in itself. Um, but now this is about being able to write an op-ed.
2: Right. And, and, and we've been talking about this a lot recently, actually. And I think some of the episodes haven't come out yet. But we've been talking a lot about, you know, celebrities are people. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've actually been talking about this a lot lately. Um, celebrities are people... And just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you shouldn't be protected from writing an op-ed about an experience you had. But uh, it also is terrifying because she's a celebrity. Right. (laughs) And it went this way. She has more resources. She has more resources. (laughs) able to
3: defend herself. And Mm -hmm. then it went this way anyway. Because exactly what it comes down to is whoever has the most money most likely will win.
2: Yeah. It seems. It seems. Yeah. Yeah, and experts have said that this is a bleak reminder of a system that does not offer equal protections. Heard's lawyer said the result of the case sends a quote terrible message to women and that Heard told her she felt she had let down women. Um here's a quote from Heard. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously." And uh, going back to Dr. Frade, she said of all of this, others who wish to make claims will see what happened in this case and see what has happened to Heard and think twice. Many will be afraid to talk. And many right. already are afraid to talk. Right. So, right. right. Uh. And again, we're not talking
3: about the actual what happened between uh, Heard and Depp. There is evidence that they were toxic and abusive to each other. Um, But this conversation is the bigger play about, yes, there's a power. There is a way of wielding that power, as well as the fact that it's silencing from people speaking up. Um, But we know that Johnny Depp was not quiet either, Um, Mm -hmm. obviously, when he went for the sun and and trying to sue and all of that. He wasn't being quiet, Uh, and he was telling people as well as uh, letting people know on a professional level what was happening. So I feel like, again, like there was uh, this back and forth, which both of them, it was true. Amber Heard also lost opportunities as well, but maybe not as much as he did because he was already a bigger actor who was already getting more money and had more power in the industry anyway. So there's this whole level of conversation of like, sure, it impacted Johnny Depp, but it impacted her as well. Like Again, this kind of same narrative of that gold digger mm-hmm. trope being like she was making money and it was easy for her to do this. Um, any survivor of domestic violence will tell you this is not something that
2: gives you favor. Right, right. And I was thinking about that too when we did um, the episode on Forever Ago on Black Widow and kind of Disney's response to Scarlett Johansson being like, you're just trying to get more money. And like, yeah, she's right. trying to get what she's worth. Like, I right. saw elements of that in here too where people were like, well, she's just a woman trying to get money, therefore she automatically is bad. Like, not necessarily. And that's not even necessarily what was going on. I think that's like, one of the things, as you were saying, Samantha, like, this case is complicated, but it did show us a lot of these really harmful narratives around women and survivors, rape, sexual assault, violence, just this whole plethora of really negative things. And then the court of public opinion, now it's still so much skewed towards men. Right. And harmful. how harmful this is and will be for other other people watching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I mean, I don't know. We are going to have to do an update. I do know Amber Heard, I think, is writing a book about this and I think Johnny Depp is too. So it's going to get even uglier, I'm sure. Right. Uh, (laughs) So, I'm sure we'll be back for a revisit. Um, But... That's what we have to say about it for now. Um, as always, if you have any topic suggestion, listeners, you can let us know. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And special thanks to researcher Joey this week. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: WORK.